This episode is sponsored by ByHeart. And I feel like I need to preface what I'm going to say with this. I'm a huge advocate of breastfeeding. Anyone who knows me well knows that nursing is something I believe in. And all five of our biological children were breastfed until they were 19 to 23 months old. However, we also have fostered and adopted, and I've been so grateful for formula companies in those situations. I'm also grateful for formula companies because our last two biological children, I really struggled with my supply and did all the things, spent so much time and effort, and just was never able to produce enough for them to be able to gain weight and not be hungry. And so I was so grateful for companies like Byheart. Byheart is an infant nutrition company built from the ground up to deliver real innovation on behalf of babies and parents. Their mission is simple, make the best formula in the world. Using the latest in breast milk science, Byheart created a clinically proven, easy to digest infant formula that's made with organic, grass-fed whole milk, certified clean ingredients, and features a patented protein blend that gets closest to breast milk. They're made with certified clean ingredients. It has no soy, corn syrup, GMOs, or palm oil. Curious about Byheart? Redeem your welcome offer at byheart.com forward slash podcast with code crystal for a limited time. Additional terms and conditions apply. So go to byheart.com forward slash podcast and use crystal to get your welcome offer. Amoir makes getting dressed easy. With a clothing rental membership from Amoir, build the perfect wardrobe with brands that are high quality, unique, and recommended just for you. All you have to do is take a five-minute style quiz and select items from your dynamic, personalized closet. The styles show up at your door in as little as two days. Then when you're ready for new clothes, just swap them out for new-to-use styles. Now, I mentioned on the podcast recently that I have been pregnant or breastfeeding for four and a half years, and that season of my life came to a close recently, and I was like, I forgot I can wear normal clothes again that don't need to be breastfeeding friendly or constantly changing in sizes with a postpartum body. And so now I'm left with trying to figure out, well, what do I wear? What is my style? I can't even remember. And styles have changed so much in the last few years. And so I've been having fun experimenting with different types of clothing. And I love that Amoir has allowed me to try some different styles of jeans and kind of step outside my comfort zone and figure out what I love, what works for my body type, and to not have spent money on things that I was like, mm, actually, this doesn't work after I wore it a few times and realized I don't really like it. And so it's been a great opportunity for me to try out some new things and help me to define my personal style. And I also love that the style quiz, the different suggestions that they gave after I took the style quiz it was right in line with what I would want to wear. And so I have just loved this service and I would love for you to get to try it out and get a great deal. Right now, my listeners can give Amoir a try and get up to 50% off their first month. That's up to $125 off. Just visit amoir.style forward slash crystal. That is amoir.style 
A-R-M-O-I-R-E dot style slash crystal to get up to 50% off your first month and never worry about what to wear again. Try Amoire today. Welcome to the Crystal Pain Show, where we help you embrace your life right where you are and give you practical steps to get to where you want to go. Whether you are in your car, folding laundry, cooking, cleaning, or maybe even just enjoying a cup of coffee and a few minutes of quiet, we're so glad you're joining us today. Here's your host, wife, mother of four, foster mom, entrepreneur, and author, Crystal Payne. Welcome to another episode of the Crystal Pain Show. Jesse, you have recorded two podcasts. Well, this will be your second podcast to record this week. Mm-hmm. You did a special episode that's not going to be airing on our podcast, but for Catherine. Yeah, she had a little uh, podcast episode she had to create for herself for school for a class assignment. So, And so I see she has that. right here the questions that she asked you, and it was about going to law school debt-free. Is that what it was? Yeah, going to, going to college debt-free, going to law school debt-free. So I was just thinking that... She's a little bit spoiled because they had everyone in the class had to create a podcast, and she's probably one of the few people in the class that her parents have <laughs> podcasts set up in the basement and yep. can do that really easily. But I was glad you were able to help her with that. So we got to have a date yesterday, which I feel like either last podcast or the podcast before we talked about having a date as well, and mm-hmm. it was another one of those like. Let's make it work. Yes. Um, that's, that's the stage we're at right now. I was thinking how I think it can be easy to kind of wait for the quote perfect moment. Like mm-hmm. you feel like you need three or four hours and a babysitter in order to make a date happen. But in this season of life, just kind of capturing those short windows of time and taking advantage of mm-hmm. them. You took Caitlin to ice skating like mm-hmm. you do every morning. And then I had an appointment at my OB and... Um, so there was this little window of about 45 minutes and I was hoping that we could go out to breakfast, but then we realized that's just not going to be enough time. So you, well, and and that was a decision that was made on the fly too. So, uh, we were planning originally at going out to the sit down and decided, you know what, we're crunched for time. Let's order ahead. So I went ahead and ordered, uh, from that same place and then went and picked it up and then met you at the OB parking garage. So we sat in our car at the top of the parking garage and had breakfast and it was a date and it worked. It was a penthouse view. And it kind of felt yeah. like, I mean, I don't know, it was felt a little bit more unique than had we been in a sit-down restaurant. Yeah, definitely quieter. Speaking of mornings, today we're going to be talking about mornings. We did an episode near the beginning of the year on five things I do every morning And we got so much response to that one and some follow-up questions, namely, people wanted to know, how does this actually work? Like, we have multiple children and lots of things going on in the mornings. How do I get these five things done that I do every morning? And if you haven't listened to that podcast, we'll link it in the show notes. You can go back and listen. And so today will be part two. That's just going to be practically talking about what our mornings look like right now. But before we get to that, I have a book that kind of goes along with 
productivity mornings, using your time well, and that I just finished. I actually started reading the physical book, then discovered it was on Libby. So I downloaded it and I finished listening to the audiobook. I do that every once in a while. And it's kind of a fun way to like have a different experience for mm-hmm. a book, read half of it, listen to half of it. But it's called Win the Day by Mark Batterson. And I know I mentioned something from it a few weeks ago, but um, it, it was weird because I think that probably seven years ago or so, I would have loved this book because it was all about using your time wisely mm-hmm. and principles for productivity and just really finding ways to be intentional with your time, which is great, which is fantastic. But I feel like I'm in the season where I am not so focused on getting a lot done in the day. Mm -mm. I'm more focused on, like we talked about in the last episode, investing in what matters. Right. And so I think there were some really great things in the book, but I think there was this part of me that was like, I feel like this could cause someone to feel like they need to hustle more in a sense. Like I got to be fitting all this into my day. I got to be doing as much as I possibly can do in a day. I got to be being as productive as possible and setting these big goals and working really hard towards them at the expense of just savoring life and investing in people. And not that he didn't talk about that. I just felt like that it could, for someone who is my type of personality, extremely driven Mm -hmm. and goal and task oriented, I'm finding that those types of books aren't necessarily the best for me in this season of life. But if you're someone who needs that, that nudge, that motivation, like you feel like you're just wasting your days Mm -hmm. and you're just running around in circles and you're not using your time intentionally and you don't really have any goals, any vision, any motivation, then I feel like there's a lot of great stuff in the book that would really encourage you. So yeah, it's kind of like the books that are on hustle more, you know, you can always do more, make, make the most out of your day. Those tend to not be very good books for you to read. Yeah. Like I don't need the motivation to get more done. I need the reminders to slow, slow down. down. Yep. And so I think we all have different personalities. You don't need an accelerator. You need a break. <laughs> so, so I feel like I have mixed feelings over the book, but that's what I read. That's what I finished this week. I'm hoping to start Beneath the Scarlet Sky this week. It's been on my book stacks since the beginning of January, and it's actually been on my list to read for a few years and I finally had a chance to flip through it and really look at it. And I'm like, I want to start this book ASAP. Um, so hopefully soon I will have an update on that. And my goal is by the end of March, I'm actually going to finish that book. Jesse, you accomplished a fairly big accomplishment this week, at least for me. It saved my life. Um, that's not what I chose, but I definitely appreciate that you saved my life. You want to talk about that? Fixing the dishwasher? Yes. Woke up here this week and the dishwasher wouldn't shut. And it was really weird because when you would turn it on, usually you can you, you turn it on with the door open. You push the little button at the top and then you shut the door. Mm-hmm. And it starts then once you shut the door. Well, 
the latch broke on the uh, dishwasher. So apparently there's some kind of a mechanism that allows you to, uh, that allows that delayed start. Well, because it was broken, I think it was probably stuck in the closed position. That's why it wasn't closing correctly. So it would automatically start once you push the button. So that would fill the dishwasher up with water, started leaking on the floor. Yeah, it was a mess, but yep, we got it done. Well, I was just very impressed because, I mean, not to Brad. say something <laughs> derogatory, yeah. but like, your it's gift, other your skill direction. set, your skill set is, it's not, is me- it's not mechanical, not with I, your hands, it's I with your it. head. Like, it. yes. And so the fact that you were able to, did you YouTube it? Like, how did yes. you pick music? YouTube is great when it comes to home improvement stuff. And so the fact that like I couldn't, I'm usually someone who I can kind of figure out where the issue lies. Mm-hmm. I might not know how to fix it, but I can figure out here's what the problem is. I could not figure it out. And then you spent some time, apparently got on YouTube. And then pretty soon you told me you ordered a part. It would have to come in from Amazon. That was the frustrating part is that there was no, no place around here where I could get the part. But at least it came it's came in in two days because yeah. Amazon recently, it's been taking a lot longer than two days for stuff to get in a lot of times. And then our microwave broke near the beginning of the year and we it's been on back order and they keep calling the us and saying it's going order, to yeah. be now it's not coming in until July. Um, no, it is because we have a built-in microwave, so we have to get a special sort of. special size that'll fit that. And so we were able to get a small little microwave in the meantime. Mm-hmm. But still, so I was thinking, oh, great, we're going to have to get a new dishwasher. <laughs> it's going to be like September before they're going to be able to get a dishwasher in or something. But I think it was good because it just reminds you of how much we have to be grateful for. Because yep. it's, you know... It was, in the grand scheme of things, a very minor inconvenience, but you realize how much you appreciate having a dishwasher, how much time it saves, and just the convenience of it, and just thinking of, we're so spoiled that, you know, a dishwasher breaking would feel like a frustrating thing, when it's like, to think of how many people would just be so grateful to have clean water or mm-hmm. to have dirty dishes because that means you have food to eat. Right. Exactly. And so it was just good to kind of reframe my perspective on that. But I will say I was very grateful that the part came in and you were able to fix it. I was very impressed with that. And we don't have to get a new dishwasher and it's working great. So my thing that I was going to pick this week for what's saving my life is called a pre-spoon. Um, for those of you who have been following me on Instagram, I'm the money saving mom on Instagram or just following along in the podcast with baby D's story, you know, that he has a feeding tube and, um, we're in the process of tube weaning him. That is a very lengthy process just because he didn't have any oral skills at all. It's really hard to kind of imagine not having any oral skills, but because of his severe cleft lip and palate And then just because of kind of the social issues of his situation and Down syndrome and all of that, he was never, he didn't start feeding therapy early on. And so when he came to us at almost eight months, he had zero ability to use his mouth in any way. And it's just hard to think of like, 
no understanding of how to suck mm-hmm. or to swallow. Um, now, like they said, he obviously swallows a little bit because it's not like he was drooling out saliva. Right. But to swallow anything other than his saliva, he just had no capability of that. So he's been in feeding therapy for, I think it's, I need to go back and look for sure, but I think it's about been about nine months and we are slowly making progress. Obviously getting his cleft lip and palate fixed has made huge progress for him in that. He's slowly learning skills, building muscle, becoming more comfortable with eating orally, but we've made some strides this past week and I attribute some of it to we switched spoons, which is just, you know, you think like you just little things sometimes that can make a big difference. And so we switched from a just normal spoon you would use to feed a baby. We have a few different ones um, to a pre-spoon, which is more of like a flat spoon Mm -hmm. that more you can't put as much on and they, it's just for like, they're learning those oral skills. And so we've just found that he is swallowing better and eating more by using that spoon. Now, eventually I'd like to be able to switch back to a regular spoon, but I'm just very excited because at most of his meals, he's been eating close to an ounce of food, which is huge progress for him. And he was even able to eat some macaroni and cheese that was smashed up this week and he swallowed it, um, which is the first time that he's ever eaten more than two to four bites of uh, food that wasn't pureed. And so huge accomplishment for him to be able to do that. And we're just really excited. So I was looking online and both Nuke, I think that's how you pronounce it, N-U-K, and Num Num, they both sell the pre-spoon And it's just been a huge blessing. So we will link to that in the show notes. This episode is brought to you by Twigby. Twigby is a company dedicated to providing fantastic phone service at, here's my favorite part, great prices. They're perfect if you are looking for something that is more affordable, if you are wanting to save on your cell phone bill and you're like, I don't even know how to start. I feel like it's so expensive. You definitely need to go to twigby.net forward slash crystal. That's twigby.net forward slash crystal. When you go there, not only will you get a great deal, they are offering to my audience, you're going to get 50% off your first six months. Plus, if you use coupon code FAMILY at checkout, you're going to get an additional discount. You're going to get a $15 account credit once you place your order. So go to twigby.net forward slash crystal, and you can see right on their site exactly what you're going to pay. They're super upfront about all their costs. They say that a family of four averages the savings of $70 a month. On their website, you can check out their savings calculator to see exactly what you would save with what you currently have. And the best part about it is that there is no contract and no hidden fees. So if you want to cancel at any time, you can. You're not locked in to a long-term rate. So go to twigby.net forward slash crystal, see how much you can save. And don't forget, if you decide that you want to switch your cell phone plan over to Twigby, use coupon code FAMILY at checkout, and you're going to get a $15 additional credit in addition to getting 
50% off your first six months. That's twigby.net forward slash crystal. Let's talk about what our mornings look like. Jesse, we've been married for 19 years and I feel like we've had every rendition under the sun of mornings. And when we did the podcast recently on five things I do every morning, one of the questions that we got in from people was, how do you fit these things into your morning? And for those of you who maybe didn't hear that podcast or maybe don't remember, basically the five things that I do every morning, create a simple plan, write down my blessings, get my heart pumping, pray over my day, and dress for the day I want to have. And the biggest question was, Crystal, do you have an hour or an hour and a half to yourself every morning without children to be able to get these things done? Because moms were saying like, how do you do this? Like, I want to have a good morning routine and I can't figure out because as soon as my feet touch the floor, kids are up and needing my help. And I feel like there's no time for me to do anything in the morning. So first off, I would say, We've had to, like I said, many different renditions and just get creative in every season. And, oh, definitely. And so I feel like some seasons have looked very, very different. I remember whenever you were working long hours um, at the job in Kansas City and you had a long commute and we had two little kids. Um, my mornings were a lot of times... <laughs> getting up and I would go to the bathroom and I would read the daily light while I was going to the bathroom. Like that was my quiet time because once I was, you know, like two minutes in the bathroom, like coming out and it was like, people needed me, little people needed me. And so then having to get creative of let's have Bible time together and let's go on a walk together in the stroller. And and so just getting creative Mm-hmm. It might not look like this perfect morning routine, but I think some consistency in the morning and figuring out ways to make it work in the season of life you're in, instead of getting frustrated that you wish you could have this unrealistic morning routine right now, set expectations that are based upon the season of life that you're in. You know, one thing I was thinking of that probably would be a help. And I think we've talked about this in the the podcast before of figuring those things in is habit stacking and think figuring out things that you want to accomplish that you want to do, whether it's one of those five things or it's something different and pairing that with another thing that you need to accomplish and doing them at the same time. That way you're able to accomplish what you want to get done. Say you have to you have a, a long drive somewhere. Well, listen to an audio book of a book that you've been wanting to read or read while you're walking on the treadmill like you do sometimes. You got to be careful that you don't stop and or fall into the wall. One thing that whenever we had two newborns, I would take them out on a walk every morning. And so I was getting exercise. And then also I'd pray over my day while I was on the walk. And so not only was it keeping them occupied and quiet, we were all getting fresh air and sunshine. I was getting exercise, but also having time that was to just kind of fill up my soul and breathe and pray over my day. So just getting creative, you know, if you if you have younger children and they're going to bed earlier at night, you could do some things before you go to bed. 
And that's for yeah. the longest time, I would write out my list for the next day before I went to bed. And you, I have exercised in the evening um, before. I've taken a shower in the evening before I went to bed. So there's, you know, you just get creative. It doesn't necessarily have to happen in the morning. Mm-hmm. Or it can be the kind of thing, like, if you leave early for work, do you have a break? Do you have a 15-minute break at work? Could you every morning when it's your 15-minute morning break, use that time to either walk? You know, could you go and take a quick walk outside? Or could you use that time to spend time in God's Word or write down your blessings? You know, so just thinking of what do I have? What can I do? What would work in this season? And I think asking for outside input, a lot Mm -hmm. of times I found that, you know, Jesse, asking you, saying, here's what I'm trying to figure out how to do, and I can't quite figure it out. Do you have some ideas? Or asking, you know, if you're not married or your spouse is just not the type to give that kind of input, a good friend saying, help me problem solve, help me figure out in this situation. And then I think also it might look like saying, okay, I'm not going to have 45 minutes to exercise, but could I get in five or 10 minutes with my kids right there with Mm -hmm. me? Or like I said, taking them out, you know, on a walk outside. Or I know when we had little kids, putting them in the playpen or putting on a show for them during that time so that I, that, you know, they were close by, but I was able to get in a short workout. And so getting creative with that, um, reading the Bible aloud to your kids while they're eating breakfast, and then you're getting some time in God's word and your kids are also as well. And I found that a lot of times when kids are strapped in (laughs) and eating, they're in their little seats and they're eating, they tend to be a little bit more occupied than if they're not. And so that's a good time. Or you could even just be listening to God's word on audio. And so just getting creative with the season of life. But let's talk about what it actually looks like in this season. And I say all that because I feel like we're in a really, or at least for me, a really easy season when it comes to mornings. And I'm really spoiled. And it's, I know it's definitely going to change come June once the baby comes. But for now, how it looks is, Jesse, you and Caitlin get up every morning and leave around 5.30, 5.45 for her to go to her ice skating. Sometimes 5.15. Sometimes 5.15. Depends on if you have an early lesson or get out the door early. Mm-hmm. Um, and you are so kind to take Kirsten with you. And some people would say that's really weird for you to kind of wake her up a little bit, put her in the car seat, and take her with you because you're just you just stay in the car when right. you're there. But we've actually found that she sleeps better if she goes with you and in the car seat and kind of the car and the movement and all of that just kind of, she is one of those kids that you put her in the car and she falls asleep. Mm-hmm. And so she sleeps better and she sleeps in more if she goes with you than if she stays at home. It's usually, honestly, probably an extra hour that she sleeps. Mm-hmm. So you take her which is a huge gift to me because she's then gone and sleeping. So she has a better attitude um, when she gets home because she's gotten a good rest. But then also it allows me to have some quiet in the morning. Mm-hmm. And you usually get some quiet in the morning during that time as yeah, well. So we have a, about an hour uh, time in the car between the time when we get there and then when we have to leave and go to school. And so I use that time 
to have my uh, devotion time as well as to plan my day. And um, also, if I have enough time, then to read. So we kind of do this divide and conquer thing. And mm-hmm. so then, um, so Catherine and Silas are at home and they are 17 and 12 and fully capable of taking care of everything for themselves in the morning. And they're responsible for getting themselves up and getting breakfast and getting whatever they need for school and getting out the door. And it's so nice to have teen drivers. <laughs> oh, no, I know, right? You know, I was going to say that one of the best things for me and why I so enjoyed you know, getting up early with, with Caitlin um, is that it allows me that time, which I wasn't having before, to get those things done. But what sets me up for success is the night before and getting all the stuff together that I need to have in order to get all that done in the morning taking care of that the night before. Mm-hmm. It's a big thing. And I think your nights can set your days up for so much success. Like a successful day begins the night before. I completely agree. And so you're at skating with Kirsten and Caitlin. I'm at home. Usually I don't wake up until 6.30, 6.45. I rarely set an alarm just because especially... In my pregnancy, I find that I feel better if I wake up when my body wakes up. I only set an alarm if I have to wake up and be out the door early for some reason, just in the off chance that for some reason I sleep in too much. But usually I naturally wake up about 6.30, 45. No, and no, no, just back up. Yes. Okay. I know there's some of you that are listening that are thinking, you sleep in until 6.30, 6.45? Please bear in mind that my wife used to get up at 4 o'clock when she was a teenager. What was and, that thing that we talked earlier on. about me being a task-driven, <laughs> exactly. goal-oriented, yes. hustle person? Yes. yes. Uh-huh. So for years, years, I did not get enough sleep. And I got up very early. And well, when I was a teenager, it was because, well, I guess I was just a weirdo. But <laughs> You were. <laughs> I get up, read my Bible, and just get started with the day. And when you wanted to get all your school done before everybody else got up, yes, because we were homeschooled. Um, and then after we got married, and then I started the business, that's when I would get a lot of work done. And so I would early in the morning work, which is fine. But the problem was is that I didn't go to bed early. And so you know, I I think if you wake up at four, that's great, but make sure that you're going to bed really early so that you're getting enough sleep. Because I feel like getting enough sleep is a huge, huge deal. And it affects so many areas of your life. And prioritizing sleep over many other things is going to make a huge difference in your life. And I mentioned that because it's all in perspective. You know, whether you get up early, whether you get up late, the time, it's a matter of perspective. Mm-hmm. And so you have to work with what you have. And you can do it. And so for me, waking up naturally now when my body wakes up, 6.30, 6.45, usually baby D, he does not wake up until 7.30 to 8. So I am super blessed that I do have usually somewhere around an hour, sometimes a little bit longer, where I have some quiet. So it's time for me to read God's word. It's time for me to write in my gratitude journal to just kind of think and um, be able to plan my day and just take that time to prepare my heart 
for the day. Usually he, then after he wakes up, I give him his uh, medicine and then I get on the treadmill. And during that time, um, I'm also praying over my day and reading a passage from an encouraging book, usually during that time frame. And then typically then I'll feed him his breakfast and then get in a little bit of work. And then you usually are home by 8.30, 8.45. And then I don't typically take my shower and get dressed for the day until after you get home, just because I like to be able to get some work done in the morning before you get home, because I find that that's kind of prime time to be able to knock out some stuff. So that's how it works um, for us. Like I said, it's very, very easy season, but it's about, like you said, making it work for whatever season of life you're in. And, you know, come June, there's probably a lot of things that are going to change. Um, I will probably be doing, writing out my list for the day while I'm nursing in the morning and doing, you know, maybe going out on a walk instead of walking on the treadmill so that I can take a baby or two or three with me um, and just getting creative with the season of life that we're in. But my encouragement to you is do what you can with what you have, where you are. Get some outside input for what that looks like and really decide what are the most important things for you to start your day well. Like I said, for me, it's creating a simple plan and writing down blessings and getting my heart pumping and praying over my day and dressing for the day I want to have. For you, that could look very different. And so figuring out you know, what are the two or three or five things that are really important for you to set up your day well, and then how can you creatively work to make that happen, whether it's the night before, whether it's the morning, whether it's your break at work, whether it's after the kids go to school, whatever that looks like, get creative and then just reap the blessings of starting your day with intentionality even if it's not perfect, it's never going to, I mean, our mornings are never perfect, but having that intention and saying, you know, this is, I want to start with intention by creating a plan, by reviewing my blessings, by getting my heart pumping, by for me praying over my day and the dressing for the day that I want to have. These simple things are building blocks to a successful day. And then a successful day over and over and over, that's how you set up an intentional, successful life. Thank you for joining us today. For more great resources, please visit crystalpain.com. 